Welcome to Investigate Joe Rogan, the podcast where I investigate claims made on the Joe Rogan experience. Today I will be going over episode 1403 with Forrest Galante, and I only have a few things to really correct because it was mostly a chill animal episode, which I think is a type of episode that everyone likes. And what I'll mostly be doing is talking about what real evidence exists for the various cryptids slash ambiguously extinct animals that they bring up on the episode. But I will start with a few things that I would like to talk about first. A couple small things first. Cats do have testosterone. I'm kind of surprised that neither of them knew this, and I'm a little disappointed in them. Now, koalas. Forrest brings this up, but he says that he doesn't know enough to really comment, so I will comment on his behalf. He is right. Koalas are jerks. They are not sentient teddy bears. I read this news story about these guys who broke into a zoo in Australia trying to steal one for drug money, and they got like shredded so bad by this vicious little koala that they stole a crocodile instead because that was easier. And then sea otters, they, they bring up as well. And I would just like to expand a little bit. Sea otters are maybe even worse than koalas because they're seal rapists, they're seal murderers, and they're seal necrophiles. So they're even worse than koalas. And then they mention the, the polar bear that got T-34 spray painted on it. And they're, they're right. The, the origin of this is unknown. However, I thought that I would mention the best theory that is out there on the internet right now, which is that it's a reference to the uh, Russian World War II era tank, the T-34, and that it's some sort of criticism about the government not doing enough about these polar bears basically invading towns up in like the Arctic Circle part of Russia, which they talk about on the episode. You know, it's like a tank, tanks are for invasions. Yeah, it's not 100% clear what the statement is, is trying to be, or if it's just a, a troll, but I thought it was worth mentioning. There are not more tigers in Texas than in the rest of the world. It would be cool if they were, you know, very hotline Miami, but this is just sort of like a, a meme, like how people say that you eat eight spiders a year in your sleep. It's just one of, one of those stats that appears in articles but isn't actually real. And then baboons. Baboons do keep dogs as pets, but what they don't mention in the episode is that the only observed case of this happening is in this one dump in Saudi Arabia. So it's not like it's normal baboon behavior. It's just this weird thing that happens in this one place. So they don't mention that, and I thought it, it was worth pointing out. Now, a couple, a couple of bigger things before moving on to cryptids. Mad Honey. Rogan seems really gung-ho on this Mad Honey stuff. But here's a little PSA 
for anyone who watched this episode and became interested in mad honey. So the kind they talk about is made from rhododendrons, but there are other kinds of mad honey made from different plants that have higher amounts of granotoxin in them. And eating this, eating these kinds, can kill you by causing paralysis of the diaphragm, which sounds like a really unpleasant way to die. And the rhododendron kind can also kill you this way if you eat too much. So if you eat too much, you'll get too much granotoxin, and then you, basically your throat will, will close up and you'll die. You can also get like full body paralysis from this stuff too. So if you watched this episode and you're like, wow, I want to buy some mad honey and, and trip out while eating like, I don't know, what do people put honey on? Cheerios? You want to trip out on some Cheerios? Well, I would be very sure that whatever website you bought this stuff from is legit and it's the real like Tibet rhododendron kind because the other kinds are really sketchy. And even if you do get a hold of the real rhododendron kind, don't eat too much. I saw on one site there, there's like a warning on there that's, that tells you to only eat like a gram at a time. So don't just eyeball it with like a tablespoon, okay? Be careful out there, guys. They also bring up the story about the thousand Japanese soldiers getting eaten by crocodiles on Ramri Island in World War II. This is, you know, obviously it's pretty cool, but it's also probably not real. They're, the only source for this whole story is one British soldier named Bruce Stanley Wright. There is no Japanese reports. There's no corroboration from Burmese civilians in the area. There's no contemporary British military report. There's no real evidence from other British soldiers. It's basically just this one guy said it happened. And I feel like if a thousand people got eaten by crocodiles, there would be way more evidence than just one guy says that he heard it at night. There are historians that think this is real, but there are others that do not. And personally, I don't buy it. it I think it's just a, a tall tale war story that would need a lot more evidence to seem legit. Now the cryptids. I looked into what real evidence exists for the cryptids and possibly not extinct animals that they bring up. So I'm going to start with the least plausible and then work my way down to the most plausible. So the least plausible, sadly, is dragons. There is no evidence, and not only is there no evidence, but there are easy and compelling alternative explanations for why there are dragon myths scattered all across the globe. So Forrest is right to not be a a believer. People say that basically the reason there's dragon myths all over the place from cultures that had no contact with each other is because 
These people most likely found dinosaur bones or whale bones and then just concluded that this must have been some sort of dragon because they didn't know about dinosaurs. And dinosaurs are kind of like dragons anyway. And in Chinese folk medicine, they basically still do this. You, you can buy uh, supposed dragon bones in China. So that's cool. Um, other people have attributed widespread dragon mythology to humans' instinctive fear of snakes. You can see that like primates have an instinctive fear of snakes too. So it would make sense that any human culture would have stories about these like giant scary snake things. Also, depending on where the people lived, uh, the origin of dragon myths could be alligators or Komodo dragons, which are basically small dragons. But sadly, there's no evidence that the dragons were once real at some point. Now, the second least plausible is the Batutut, which I may be pronouncing wrong. But basically, those are the sort of little monkey fellows that... Uh, supposedly live in Vietnam and there's no evidence other than like 360p like shaky videos like the one they showed in the episode and some footprints from the 80s but footprints with like quotation marks around them you know like the Bigfoot footprints from back in the day these things are basically just Bigfoot for cryptid hipsters. It's like, oh, it's not Bigfoot. It's this other weird thing. There's no evidence. They're definitely not real. Then, also quite unplausible, in my opinion, is the Megatherium. Forrest actually seems somewhat confident about the Megatherium being around, but there's just no evidence beyond supposed sightings scattered around and the other evidence that people point to is there is a folk monster that people have in the area called the Mapinguari, possibly pronouncing that wrong but it pretty much fits the exact description of a megatherium so they'll say well some of these people must must have seen one like these things must have been walking around to be the source of this monster but I mean, what if, what if this monster is from an oral history that's like a thousand years old? Or even older? So I don't think you can really take that as evidence that the some are still walking around. But the, the real reason, in my opinion, to, to think that they're extinct is that these things were the size of elephants. They were enormous. So where would they be hiding? You know, Bigfoot is one thing. He's basically the size of, like, a dude. So he could be chilling in the forest somewhere. But where would an elephant be hiding? I just don't buy it. I, st I found some interesting things about when they first discovered the Megatherium. So when they found the bones in, like, the late 1700s, they first concluded that it was a giant mole from a living species that had mistakenly burrowed up to the surface 
and then been scorched to death by the sun like a vampire. And then when they realized that it was in fact a giant sloth, the king of Spain asked that he be brought one, which is kind of sad that he never he never got a pet Megatherium because they're all extinct. Also, Thomas Jefferson asked Lewis and Clark to keep their eyes out for one so that he could support his theory that they were still around. So Thomas Jefferson was like a cryptid guy, apparently. Um, also, I want to mention that if you go to cryptidarchives.fandom.com, there was once a page called Ground Sloth Domestication, which no longer exists. And I found that to be interesting. Now, sort of in the middle of plausibility is the Kraken. And there is supposedly some evidence of a giant cephalopod that existed at some point but isn't around anymore. So there's this fossil of a beak that supporters will point to and say this thing was from a Kraken type thing. But other scientists say that the beak doesn't prove that the cephalopod it was a part of was huge. And there's also these fossilized vertebrae. I think that this is what Forrest was referring to. He said there's like fossilized cups or something. I, I couldn't I couldn't find what he was talking about, and I, I think this was it. So there are these vertebrae from another animal that supporters will say are arranged in a certain pattern that would only be arranged by that like a cephalopod because living cephalopods will sometimes do that with the bones of their prey they like to arrange them on the seafloor for whatever reason but then critics will say well it was just the current that arranged them like that or they just sort of fell over weird so it's not a smoking gun or anything but at least it's something there is, there is something to be said for the kraken and I mean, giant squids exist right now, so it's not really too crazy to think that there was once a giant octopus or something that was basically akin to the kraken. I don't think it's it's too crazy to think. So I would say the second most plausible is the thylacine. And Forrest mentions a story that he said he doesn't believe himself about the thylacine that were on like a ship headed for America and it crashed. So people say, oh, there could be some in America. But I couldn't find anything about that. So I think Forrest is right not to believe it. I think that's totally made up. And there might not be any hard evidence for the thylacine. There's no images or anything. But there are recent sightings, like more recent than the, the other stuff on this list. Um, and it's just a little dog-sized animal. So for me, that bumps it way up in plausibility from the, the giant ground sloth. A dog-sized thing still being out there somewhere is way more plausible to me than an elephant-sized thing still being out there somewhere. So even though there's no hard evidence, 
it it just seems more plausible to me than the other stuff. And then the most plausible, really by far, is the Mexican grizzly bear. There's a paper you can find online called Do Grizzly Bears Still Live in Mexico? that was published in 1980. And it's a report by these scientists of their expedition to northern Mexico looking for the Mexican grizzly bear. And they found tracks, they found claw marks, and they even found a bear that they think might have been a Mexican grizzly bear, but they were too far away and they just couldn't quite confirm it. And the paper goes on to point out that bear populations can remain viable even if they have very low numbers, and that everything they saw about the habitat points to it still being able to support a population of grizzly bears if there was one. They also talk about how grizzly bears are like smart and they're like really shy. So it make it would make sense that people hadn't seen one in a long time. And the paper is very optimistic and says that they very much may still exist. And this paper did come out 40 years ago. However, bears live for a long time. Bears live for like 20 to 30 years. So if what they saw was really a Mexican grizzly bear, or if there just were some at that time, those bears' kids could totally still be around. So this is definitely the most plausible one. In general, I felt like this was a pretty factual episode. You know, I think everyone likes the animal episodes. Uh, if I have one complaint, though, it's that they didn't pull up a lot of the videos they talked about. They didn't put them on the screen. Or they only put them on the screen for like five seconds. Which I guess is just because, like, YouTube rules, but still. I would have liked to have seen some of the videos. If you have any evidence about these animals, please email me at investigatejoerogan at gmail.com. If you are any of these animals, please email me. If you are a batutut or a dragon, please email me at investigatejoerogan at gmail.com. You can email me for other reasons. But that I would I would prefer it if you sent me evidence, or or if you were a dragon. <laughs>